You're listening to Donkey Brain the Podcast. Three, two, one. Nice. Better synchronization there. Yep. All right. So this is a little separate episode that we decided to make. Um, It's pretty much just five things that you can do, learn, watch, just overall how you can somewhat better yourself throughout this quarantine. If you listen to the last episode, we still have Matt here with us. So he is alone in New York. Unfortunately, his wife is not there with him. So he has just been bored out of his mind and he has some five five tips that he's been doing trying to achieve goals and whatnot so we figured we'd have him on do we want to do this kind of like round table like we'll all go through and we'll all say our number fives and then we'll say number four we'll say three and we can just go through it like that how do we want to do this i i say we go one person at a time and that person does all five okay. i think that'd probably be best oh yeah. wait, what, another important thing good thing you said this jimmy do we want to start at five and work our way to one? Probably. I think that would give a my little bit of suspense. Way cooler and way more proactive than my number five. So if I start at one, we're just going downhill fast. So nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm not in order yet. So give okay. me a second. I'm putting in order. If somebody else wants to start. All right, Colton, you can start. Cool. Mine a little bit kind of boring. So I think. We really haven't had a lot of confirmation as to what we're going to have. I know Matt is having things to do during spring break. It's not pre-spring break. Jesus Christ. During our quarantine. Um, it is like spring break because it's it – we're going is. on like a three-week spring break right now. Yeah. Um, and then I, I'm guessing Jimmy's probably kind of following suit. Mine, very basic. Uh, I've been bored as shit, so I've just been watching Netflix. Here are five of mine that I think are really good. So we'll start from five and go up. So five – I'm going to say Black Mirror. Black Mirror, I don't know if a lot of people have watched it. Uh, Black Mirror is great because in this trying time, we need some sort of stimulation. You know what I mean? We need something to kind of gnaw on, something to chew on, something to think about and mull over. Black Mirror, mind fucks you every single time. So I think it's a perfect, perfect little escape uh, to go from there. Totally flipping the script. Arrested the – oh, go ahead, Matt. My bad. I was just going to say – um, if you're still talking about Black Mirror, that's yeah. one of my favorite shows. Uh, there's a new season or something now, isn't there? So they yes. they did Bandersnatch or whatever it was. That's like their interactive one. Um, I really like that. But my favorite part about Black Mirror is that they take something in society that's kind of a problem, but you don't really think it is, and they just expand on it on a whole episode. And if you've never seen it, um, none of the episodes have to do with any of the other episodes, so you can just jump in at any point yep. you want. Highly recommend it. Good choice, Cole. Um, two things. One, what the hell is the interactive one? And then two, do you know what Black Mirror actually means? What, why yeah. it's called Black Mirror? I don't know why it's called Black Mirror. Jimmy, do you know? Yes, I do. Do you want me to say or do you want to say? You can go for it. So isn't it something along the lines of like, if you ever turn your laptop screen off, your phone screen off, when you kind of look at it, you see your own reflection and sort of like a Black Mirror-esque... Like, it's very much like a technology-related thing. Yes, it's exactly um, right. So it's like, yeah. the second you turn your screen off, like, you just see yourself just staring 
into this thing in your hand or sitting on your lap or just on the table in front of you. It's just, if you ever watch Black Mirror, it's typically more technology related. It's more kind of set in the, the future, even though it doesn't seem very futuristic a lot of times. It just has like an overarching like theme to it the whole time. But anyway, Matt, what's this? Because uh, we were trying, because my buddy Nate, I live with him right now. And again, we've been bored. He was talking about this earlier. And I didn't know it was a thing. What's the interactive thing? Yeah, so I think it's called Bandersnatch or it something is. like that. Very um, good. I'm surprised. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. So how it works, yeah. so the, the story yeah. of it is this kid, he's like a video game designer, right? And yeah. he designs a video, kind of like a create choose-your-own-path video game. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing about the video game is that no matter what path you choose, you always get to the same final ending. So even though you think you have free will, you really don't. That's kind of like the overarching theme of it. So throughout the show, you literally have to use your remote and pick different options and things just kind of keep happening and it gets, it gets pretty crazy. I won't spoil it for you because it is pretty good. Um, but yeah, during, it's a little over an hour long. I mean, it's probably like the length of two episodes. Um, I think each episode is like 45 minutes, so it's close to an hour and a half. But during, yeah, during the actual episode, you're using your remote and choosing what this kid does, like, with his life. Uh, and it just, gets, it just gets wild. It's pretty cool. Um, it's kind of creepy. Kinda, I did it alone. I actually, when I was in North Carolina visiting Alex Oden, I did it when he was at work. And it kind of creeped me out doing it alone. So I'd recommend doing it with your roommate. Um, but do it a couple times, too, because it, it does change. Yeah. I'm very interested. Okay. Cool. I'm definitely going to do that. Um, the next episode we do, I'm going to talk about that. Okay, that that is going. To, I'm going to give an update on that. Where do you do it on? Do you do this on a Netflix or what do you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll do that. It's there we go. It's good because it's like a different kind of episode. Like it's still like very much the Black Mirror feel, but yeah. like it's very much like a choose your own adventure where it'll show you like, hey these are your two options and you just like you do it with your remote so you just say hey i think i'm gonna do this and if you ever go into a path that like you can't go on it'll just restart you and give you the same questions and you go the other way but it is interesting because like there's not necessarily a right or wrong there are sometimes like you might do it one time and it might take you an hour and a half and you might do it another time and it might take you an hour and five minutes like it's all yeah. how well you do and like think of the big picture don't think of like that specific decision and just interesting, interesting. overall yep. very very interesting um i'll kind of try to speed it up here <clears throat> um i'll name these two like kind of back to back it's really whatever mood you're in if you're in like the light happy mood boom go arrested development um it's an older show and it kind of got rehatched again I, I will say this now. Jason Bateman has to be one of the most underrated actors in our time. Jason Bateman could play anything funny, serious, anything like that, and he's good. On the other side of the coin from Arrested Development, Ozark. Ozark just came out with another season. Don't I hammered. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil I, shit. I, you're, I'm not going to do a thing. So I've been hammering it. It's, it's awesome. And he directs it. He directs ozark so i mean just brilliant stuff so rest development ozark those are kind of go hand in hand whatever way you want to go with it i don't know if you guys want to say anything besides that. actually two shows that have been recommended to me more than once and i haven't seen either of them 
Ozark. The development is so funny, and Ozark, go ahead. Yeah. What I would say about Ozark, if you're looking for something that isn't an overwhelmingly time-committing show, but is very good, so they had just come out with their third season. I'm working through it right now. Great third season, great writing, great cast, everything like that. But if you're looking for something short, like you're not looking for something that's like 12 seasons, something that's like overwhelmingly hard to watch, Ozark is awesome. Like I will probably finish it either tonight or tomorrow. Great writing, great everything. Highly recommend that show. Awesome. And especially now that the third season is kind of out, it's not like one of those shows where it's like, hey, I blew through two seasons and I need to wait six months for season three to come out. It's like, no, you have three seasons. You can plow right through. I don't know how it ends, but I think it's like great show all around. Super interesting concept. It's all about money laundering and kind of how they do that. So it's definitely not just like a normal drama. Like it's kind of like an interesting concept of, I don't really know if there's any shows about money laundering that are big the same way Ozark is, but great show all around. All of these are on Netflix, you said, right? Yeah. The Ozark, Ozark is a Netflix original. It's, it's so goddamn good. Um, again, Jimmy said, the two things that I really noticed from it, characters, character development in that show is brilliant. Like, that's some of the best shit, because you get attached yeah. to these people. Like, Jason Bateman... Does he directs it so he knows exactly the role he's trying to cast, and he hammers it like does it perfectly every single time. Um, and also the imagery in that shit, it seems always so ominous, like something can happen the whole entire time, and it just keeps you in. It just keeps you engaged the whole time. Uh, just something I just strongly suggest. Um, all right, and then the last two. It's kind of going to be a little bit redundant. Uh, I've been talking about it in episodes prior. Two is going to be Love is Blind. Love is Blind is so good. Again, watch it. I'll go through these quick. <laughs> Love is Blind is so good. Watch it. I've already kind of talked about in the last episode uh, the premise regarding Love is Blind. You're going to think it's going to be stupid. I promise you. It is corny, but it's good. It's something, it's a weird dynamic. You guys are going to love it. And then, obviously, the world-renowned sensation, Joe Exotic. If you have not joined the viral sensation yet, what the hell are you doing? What rock are you living under? What subscription do you need? Do you have a TV? Do you have electricity? Watch Joe Exotic, Tiger King. Get off your ass and do it. Like, that's just the best way I can say it. And I could yield my time. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, want me to go next? Yeah, go for it. All right. Um, so instead of once you're done watching uh, all those five shows, I got five things you can learn or I guess things you can do uh, while you're at home. Um, these are also the five things I'm working on now. Um, as Jimmy said, I live alone in New York City, um, and it is not a time where you want to go outside, uh, and nobody can really come visit me. So these are the five things I'm really working on. Number five uh, is a juggling um, so my uncle John and Aunt Nancy, uh, shout out to them. Um, if they are listening to this, please stop because I don't want to embarrass myself in front of you. But shout out to my uncle John and Aunt Nancy. They bought me this book. It's called Juggling for the Complete Clutch. Uh, it's by John Cassidy. Uh, and in three days, I completely learned how to juggle. Um, so that was, that was pretty fun. Pretty easy to pick up. Cool little, I guess, party trick you can do there too. Let's see you juggle. 
Can I want to see if you can juggle. He juggled earlier. He, I, we like before you when you were having all your technical issues. He was showing me how to juggle. In in three days, I can completely juggle now. Damn. Right. Um, number four, <laughs> card tricks. Um, so when I was a a senior in high school, um, I did for my AP English class. We had to do an art project. I had to pick an art and defend why it's an art. Um, so I chose magic. Um, so in a like a half hour presentation, That's I had so to fucking stupid. <laughs> I had to give like a presentation on magic, and then I actually needed to perform too. So I had I did some card tricks. Um, so I I got a couple deck of, decks of cards, and there's so much magic content on YouTube um, to where you can learn at least a couple card tricks. You know, um, my goal is to be able to just be able to take a random deck. Um, that's not like loaded or anything, just a normal deck that you give me and be able to do like a cool card trick. Cause I think that's a cool party trick you should be able to do too. Uh, so I got juggling, one. I got card tricks. Number three, just read a book. <laughs> just read at, least, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> read at least one book guys. Um, so I'm actually a pretty big reader. So I plan to read a lot, but I challenge everybody. I don't care if it's Dr. Seuss. I don't care if it's the grapes of wrath, anywhere in between, just read a single book. Okay. That should, shouldn't be too hard. Um, on my reading, Instagram and my Facebook, I'll be posting all the books I'm reading during this as well. So you can follow along in there. Are you reading one right now? I just started. Uh, it's called Just Mercy. Uh, it's kind of like a modern day to kill a mockingbird. Ooh. Yeah. I liked that book. That was a good book. To kill a mockingbird. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. Yeah. And, and it's a true story too. So uh, a lawyer actually gets a guy off death row who was wrongly accused. There's yeah, there's a that's one with Jamie Foxx in it, right? The movie that just came out. Oh, uh, Michael B. Jordan's in it too. Michael B. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that was, yeah, there was, there was like, just Mercy. That sounds rather familiar. Yeah. Uh, okay. So shout out to Caitlin Emmerich. She recommended it to me. We're doing a little book club uh, between ourselves. Where we'll be talking about it after every chapter. Nice. Read a book, guys. Um, number two. Um, so I'm sure everybody else does this, including me. Uh, you watch a, a ton of cool videos on Facebook about like cool things you can cook uh, and then you just never try it. Just try one, you know, just, just cook something you see on Facebook. You know, we all watch those videos. They're all cool. Uh, we all get a lot of enjoyment out of them. Just try, just try cooking one. Right. Um, and my number one thing that I challenge everybody to do. So if you don't know this, I can write with both of my hands pretty equally. Um, I write like a second grader with both of my hands. It is not neat. I, I have chicken scratch in both my hands, but you can't tell the difference. I challenge everybody to take an entire day and be lefty or righty if you're already a lefty. Um, but take an entire day, write with your left hand. Just try it. Um, do everything you would do righty, just lefty. So I'm, that means brushing your teeth, opening and closing doors, everything. Just completely switch hands. It'll come in use to you at some point, I promise. Um, so yeah, that's my number one thing. Take an entire day and be lefty. It'll be fun. Two things. One, I really like that and I accept the challenge. <laughs> Two, why are most people righty? That's one of the biggest nature versus nurture questions ever. Um, so I specifically remember too. So if you had to, if you pulled my hand and like asked me if I was righty or lefty, I think I would say righty. Um, I think I more naturally pick up things with my right hand, but all the time, and, and Sam makes fun of me for this all the time, like in the middle of a sentence, I'll switch hands and just keep writing. Um, I would call myself a righty, but I think I was a born lefty. 
I specifically remember writing left-handed as a kid, uh, batting lefty as a kid, like in baseball, and seeing my coaches and my teachers doing it right-handed. And I thought I was wrong, so I switched. So that's probably why I can do both, because at a young age, I was like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. I got to learn with this hand. My dad hates me for switching from lefty to righty playing baseball, because now I pretty much only bat right-handed. Um, but I have no idea. That is one of the biggest nature versus nurture questions that there is. I have heard it put before. Don't I, like, I think I've heard this twice ever. No backing whatsoever. Could not factually back it. But in like long, long time ago, like ancient times, when you would fight with a shield and a sword, you would fight with your right hand and use a shield with your left hand because that would cover your heart. So that's why your right hand became your more powerful dominant hand versus your left hand. That's the only way that I can credit it because I feel like nowadays that's so irrelevant, but I think it's because so many people are like, Hey, if I'm teaching a kid how to write, I'm right-handed. I'm going to teach them to use their right hand. That's just how it's going to go where it is very much like it could have stemmed off literally anything but because it's like, hey, I do it this way, I'm going to teach you how to do it this way. But I think it is like a smart thing to somewhat be like, hey, I can use both hands, even for just basic things. Like I, like you said, mentioning like brushing your teeth. Like it's weird, I'm sure, to do on the offhand, but you're like, okay, I know how to do it now. Where it's like, you have so much muscle memory in your right hand versus like slim to none on your left hand where it's like just somewhat trying to balance that right. out. Like everybody needs to try brushing their teeth with their opposite hand tonight. It is a lot harder than you would think. <laughs> so I'm like, sure. it's hard. You probably hit yourself in the face a few times. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like something with like Jimmy, again, if you're listening to this, listen to the um, actual episode that goes with, this little segue thing you working on the bike, Jimmy being able to use both hands. Cause you know how annoying it is to use a wrench with just your right hand. Cause you have to position your whole body in which to use the wrench. Typically being able to use your left hand, like vice versa would just simplify the whole process. Like, but you're like, there's no way in fuck I'm going to be able to use my left hand. Cause I just can't <laughs> do it. It's just impossible. I can't use this hand. It's a, it's a useless appendage. Yeah. Even like switch your fork and your knife in the opposite hands too. Try. Holy shit! Oh, that, that would be horrible. It's <laughs> gonna be tough. I guess I could do that to some extent. It depends on what I'm doing though. So like, I always like to have my fork in my right hand, but sometimes I'll switch it depending on what I eat. Because if I'm cutting through something like thicker, I'll always put my knife in my right hand just to make sure I have the power to get through it. But that definitely still is the I'm going with my dominant hand to meet the task that I'm doing versus, you know, I'm doing it however, because I have the capability of it. Right. Yeah. Right hand has the strength, man. Right hand is definitely, now you say that I kind of do like if I'm cutting through a steak. Yeah. That fucking fork. I mean, that knife is going in the right hand, man. <laughs> I'm putting one strong pointer finger down on my, uh, on my fork in the left hand and this gnawing at the steak with my right hand, with my with my dull ass knife, just getting after it. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I like I, like I said, I can pretty much write the same with both my hands. Um, I want to call myself ambidextrous. I call myself confused. Um, <laughs> nice. It's true. Like most of the time, if I start something new, I think I do it lefty. Like sports, I don't play often, like hockey and lacrosse. But I'll play pickup games with my friends. I do all that kind of stuff lefty. But I throw a ball righty. Um, I'm just kind of all over the place. But try everything with the opposite hand for a day. I think that'd be a really good challenge for, for everybody. Even like the TV remote, use it lefty. Everything. Yeah. That's what the hell is my TV remote? Weird to think about, but I think that would be like even just like looking through your phone with your left hand or just yep. like stupid throw, things. Throw it's like, oh, I'm like looking at my phone right now with my left hand. I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm just trying <laughs> to do my lock code. I'm like, Christ, on the cross, this is tough. Like and my whenever thumb's twitching. Day, whenever the day comes where you break your right thumb and you have to use your left hand, you'll thank me for it. I'll call you immediately. I'll just be like, Matt, thank you so much. <laughs> you, do. you know what? For the rest of this podcast, I'm going to drink with my left hand. Wow. I, Matt's already doing it. I typically will drink with my left hand. And Matt, you're the reason for it, actually. Yes. In like a weird way. Because I was at your house one night, and everybody – Matt has a weird drinking rule where you can't drink with your dominant hand, and if Boy. someone calls you on it, then you have to finish the rest of your beer, which is incredibly aggressive because I was, like, 19 at the time, and I was like, well, this is horrible. So every – like, I don't think anyone ever that I go to school with has ever even joked, brought up, mention like anything like yeah we play this game where but like literally i'll be sitting at a bar just being like oh shit it's in my right hand and i'll change over and be like not fucking with that like just gotta make sure shout out to the blue house yep if you're ever drinking in your dominant hand they'll say bull moose and you gotta finish your drink yeah good shit wild but yeah drinking my left hand like probably like 85 percent of the time yep yeah, the only time I drink in my right hand is when I'm driving. PBR, best driving beer. Drive with the left hand, drink with the right, but it's a separate thing. Nice. DUIs. Cool. <laughs> CEO of DUIs. Lynn. <laughs> Let's get him on. We have right. to be come on one time for this. I'll go through my five. My five are pretty quick. I kind of – they're, like, very, very sporadic. So keep in mind – you guys are both living alone. I am back at home with my family, so I'll preface it like that, and you'll understand why some of these exist. So, number five, finish all of the booze in my house. So, to preface that. That was coming out hot. Yeah. My parents do not drink whatsoever. We have an alarming amount of alcohol in my house for people that do not drink but some of it is expired. So part of me is going through. So before we started this podcast, I opened up the fridge and I thought, oh, cool, we have Miller Lights in here. I looked at them. They expired in 2017. To give you a gauge of how little my parents drink, there you go. So some of the alcohol, I'm like, this is gross. I'm going to get rid of it. So that my mom had originally tasked me with like, hey, let's just go through the house, like through all the cabinets, through everything. Let's just get rid of stuff that's expired, whatever. So that's kind of where I had that idea of being like, hey, if it's good, I'm going to drink it. 
if it's grossly expired, I'm throwing it the hell out. But that's one of the things. My parents are not like the kind of people that are like, hey, I got home from work. Give me a beer. Like, that's just not. We buy alcohol if we host people, and that's about it. So uh, these Miller Lights, that's the wrap. That is the end of the 24-pack in our garage. Cross that off the list. Deleted a good amount of those. But So that's my number five. My number four, my mother wants me to scan all of her photos. So, like, weird, like, her old photo albums, my photo albums. Weird task for sure, but it's been kind of fun. Colton, I was texting you yesterday. Yeah. I was seeing photos of my parents from like the late 80s, early 90s at like Chicagoland Speedway and just like <laughs> all these weird things. And then like I started last night, like I was scanning stuff from when like I was a kid and it's like a weird project, but it's kind of fun because like I feel like I'm like learning a weird amount about my parents that like they would never have told me if I was like 14 but, like, last night my mom was like, yeah, you know, like, we owned a camper and so-and-so owned a camper, too. And we would just go up there and have bonfires and just get wasted. And I was like, that's a cool thing that I had never known was a thing. So that's my number four. I like that one. Number three. I'm going to pull them. I'm going to post those pictures on our Twitter if you give me permission. I'll send you the actual photos because I think they're hilarious. My dad in, like, the 90s is, like, the best. Like, mustache, just wardrobe. Everything is hilarious. Like, <laughs> it was, like, some, I don't know if they were acid wash jeans, but, like, the, the typical 90s-looking jeans, like, late 80s, early 90s jeans you yeah. think of with that time frame. Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt. I'm like, this guy fucks. <laughs> yeah. This guy knows what he's doing. Like, Hell yes. Literally, like, I was looking through these photos, and I was like, damn like gun to my head right now they're like do you keep your current wardrobe or do you take everything your dad wore in the 90s easily everything he wore like the amount of like windbreakers like cool stuff i saw i was like this is fucking awesome i was like dude why did you ever get rid of this like i know like in like 89 you weren't like when i have my firstborn son he'll like this but like looking back i'm like why'd you ever get rid of these clothes like these were so cool but uh number three if the weather in chicago stops sucking i would like to go disc golf more i'd like to disc golf 100 holes in a day matt i know your sister has done it um i have gone like once or twice up north it sucked like it's been raining a lot which is just sucked. Like yesterday was like 30 mile an hour winds. And I'm like, dude, you could not pay me to go out right now. But I would like to do that probably as it warms up, as it hits like 55, 60 degrees, great social distance. Don't have to go with anybody. Don't talk to anybody. Bring a few beers. Be good for an afternoon, not spend any money. So that's my number two or my number three, excuse me. My number two, I would like to go through and do some sort of a freelance portfolio. Just try to earn some money while I'm currently unemployed. Do anything. Uh, I'm on one of the freelance sites right now. It was actually funny. Some girl was like, I need somebody to edit my podcast. And I messaged her. I was like, hey, I run a weekly podcast. I edit it. Um, 
like all this stuff just being like please you know pay me $12 an hour I will totally edit your stuff uh pretty much saying everything but hey I'm unemployed and would love some income right now but that's my number two and then my number one we had mentioned it last week I want to get really good at animation even if it's just like hey I made like a six second clip specific to donkey brain just made a cool logo or something super specific i'd like to do that the problem is between school work scanning these photos animal crossing my life is weirdly strung out and consumed in things that don't really matter but i would like to do that at some point i downloaded the software on my computer i just haven't really messed around with it so I'd like to do that at some point soon, and then we should be good to go, make some cool stuff, hang out, but we'll get there eventually. Those are, That's a good list. That's a good list. Um, it's very widespread. I live yeah. at home with other people kind of list. Like, I'm doing stuff for me. I'm doing stuff for the family. Like, it's, it's a lot different than, like, hey, I'm at home in my apartment kind of a thing, but a couple things here. For one, do you know of any frisbee golf things uh, like in the Bloomington normal area? Yeah, there's two two courses. And where are they at? Uh, one is kind of over by the Lynx Golf Course. Okay. And then there's a second one way down Gregory by like the baseball fields. Interesting. Average courses. Now, also as well, because I know there's different discs for like different like ranges of how you're throwing. Do you specifically buy different frisbees? Like, do you like go and think, oh, here's my short range, son of a bitch. Here we go. Do you do that, or do you are you that into it? Or are you just like um, have a regular frisbee and just go after it? So Matt is way more into it than I am. Probably owns like three if not four times as many discs so he can attest to this i like i played a course the other day with like one and a half discs i only threw one most of the time and if it was really windy i would use a second disc but that was about it matt carries a bag that looks like a small duffel bag like just disgusting amount of plastic in it like so he can attest to that question. So, so with that being said, uh, well, I guess first to answer your question, Colton, um, you could so easily get away with one disc. Um, so there's kind of three standard discs. You have drivers, mid-range, and putters. You could totally get away with only using mid-range the whole time. Um, how I started, you, if you go to like Walmart or like anywhere, um, you can buy like a, a frisbee a disc golf starter pack, and I'll give you one driver, one mid-range, and one putter. Yeah. You know when to use them. If you're really far away, use the driver. If you're kind of close, use the mid-range and then putt, obviously. With that being said, I own yeah, a ton of discs. I have three different disc golf bags. Um, my biggest bag will hold like 25 discs, and I, I fill it up. I am so guilty of using the same three discs the entire, the entire course. I carry all of them with me all the time <laughs> just in case I need them but I'm so guilty and Hey, that was a good throw. I'm never going to use another disc, but this one, because that was a good throw. And some, they'll be different like round around, 
but the entire nine holes, 18 holes, whatever it is, I, I am one of the most guilty people of carrying 30 discs on me, but only using 30. It's just interesting. <laughs> so then another two things here. I was like switching off when I asked that question, whether you say Frisbee or disc, should I just keep saying disc, not Frisbee? It's Kleenex. Frisbee is a brand like Kleenex. Okay. Kleenex Learn something. Yeah. Learn something. Disc. Okay. So disc from here on. Also, do you throw like the, the traditional, how, I guess like how you throw it. Do you oh, throw the traditional four. like backhand shit or do you, boom, are you like you forehand, you can't really see it. I know you can't see it when people are listening. The <laughs> forehand shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like jackasses are just wanting to throw the frisbee around, just kind of like backhand it. But like people that are really into it, like forehand throw it. I'm like, I have no idea how to forehand throw it. So if you're, do you ever play like ultimate or just like play catch with a frisbee? Yeah, yeah, all the time. What do you normally do there? I just backhand it every time. Start with that then. Yeah, you you can get away with only doing that. Um, It took me a long time to learn forehand. Yeah, I I still kind of struggle with it. I can throw a forehand. I I guess not anymore because I don't really play ultimate anymore. At one point, I could probably throw a forehand like 80 to 90 feet like on a good day with a disc golf disc, like 25 if that turns over, it bounces, like goes into like a row of treat, like annoying. So like that's a big thing too is the discs are way different. So you can throw – like I can throw an ultimate Frisbee way farther than I can throw like a Frisbee golf disc just because of how they're shaped, the size, they're weighted the same, but like there's parts that are, it's curved for like wind or how high it floats or like weird things. Like it, there's like a whole science. I don't really follow a lot of it just because like Matt said, I can go out and be like, I played with one disc all day. So I don't really care what the numbers do because I know exactly how I throw it. But there's so much just, there that if you really wanted to get into it you could so one of my old roommates Tommy Falgren, um he he's right-handed all the time but he plays frisbee left-handed and he backhands so whether he's playing ultimate or disc golf he always backhands it lefty but if he wants to go if he wants to disc i guess it doesn't go the other direction but if he's, if there's something there instead of doing a forehand with his left hand he'll backhand it with his right hand so he only throws backhand. That's interesting. Which is so weird. It doesn't make any sense to me, but that's just how he plays. And he's better than I am, too. So That might be something we need to start getting into. Okay, Jimmy. So, so we've said two I, things. We need to get into disc, disc golf. Well, I need to get into disc golf. You guys are already into it. And backpacking. Yeah. So I would say disc golf, like, the best way I could sell it to people is if you have ever played anything with a Frisbee and you're at all remotely good at it, disc golf is good. If you're not good with a Frisbee, do not start with disc golf. It will just ruin your entire life. Just yep. buy a normal ultimate disc, play catch, play can jam, play anything like that first. Then when you feel confident in throwing, it's a little bit of a learning curve, but when you play disc golf, it's awesome because you can go to Walmart you buy like two, three discs. It's like 30 bucks. As long as you don't lose them, all disc golf courses for the most part are free. 
So, like, if, like, everywhere I've played at home, the only time I've ever played was Matt and I played in Wisconsin one time, and I had to play to – I had to pay to play that. But, like, other than that, if you're like, hey, I want to kill, like, an hour, you just go out and you play and it's free. So, it's very much like a, unless you lose it, you, like, break a disc, which is, I'm convinced, damn near impossible. But, like, all these other things, it's very much like, yeah, you can invest 30, 40 bucks – bring a few beers out, never spend any other money beyond that, which is awesome. Because, like, I feel like golfing, like, no matter what sport you play, you're like, oh, I got to pay. Like, it's kind of expensive. It adds up. Where disc golf yeah. is like, yeah, as long as you don't fuck it up, like, you're good to go. Interesting. Yeah, disc I would golf definitely get to that. Sport. That is my only complaint about the state of Wisconsin. Uh, I think it's a perfect state, but – Pretty much everywhere I've ever played in Wisconsin, you need to pay five bucks. Now, they're the nicest courses I've ever played because they actually upkeep them. Uh, but it should be a free sport. Uh, and so pretty much anywhere you'll go, especially down in Normal or Bloomington, wherever you are, uh, yeah. it, it'll be free. Weirdly into it right now. Like weirdly wanting to, like, after this little segment, I want to go online and look at some, like, some discs to buy. Dude, if you need some, man, I'll give you recommendations. I'll I have like send you some. I have more than I need. If you want, <laughs> okay. We're I'm looking this shit up. We're I'm okay. Now I'm in it. I'm in it now. Okay, so I was kind of like teeter. I was like, okay, we're in it. I'm gonna do it. Jimmy, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> uh, possibly coming to normal. Like that's like a real thing. Like, I what the fuck, Jimmy? I gotta figure <laughs> out. One, I got to figure out my parents are, like, cool with me going down. That was, like, a weird, like, I think, like, I'll be fine now. But for, like, a while, my parents are, like, no, no, no. Like, everything's crazy. Where I think now they're, like, okay, whatever. If you're going down, you know, you're going to stay in your apartment. You're going to see each other. You're going to stay, like, two days, if that. Like, yeah. But, yeah, like, I was telling Matt, like, when I had left for spring break – I brought a week's worth of clothes and I have been home since <laughs> because I have not been back to campus. Like when I left campus, I was like, Oh, it'll be simple. Like I'll come home after spring break. Everything will be normal. And it has not been the case. So I would like to go to campus and just get like stupid stuff. Like my beard is growing out to the point that I don't like it anymore, but my razor is dead because my camp, my charger is on campus. So I would like to come down. If I come down, I have enough discs that you can play and we'll, you don't have to buy any yet. You can get a trial run. We'll just disinfect them before you use them. But yes. Okay. I'm down. We will, we're going to do some live streaming of that as well. (laughs) Okay. We're going to live stream a little bit, kind of see what progress is. And then we're going to have an overall assessment of I'm fuck. I'm fucking pumped now. So if you don't come and you just gave me, blue balls for you know, disc golf i'm we fucking pissed <laughs> i'll be there at some point within the next week like i can almost guarantee you that like it sounds really stupid but i want my razor charger i miss my sonic toothbrush because i have been using a travel toothbrush since being home so i really miss like my nice like actual toothbrush i want my computer monitor i miss my hammock just like stupid mindless things that I'm like, huh? Like a month ago, these were just like normal, like things. But now I'm like, huh? Yeah. Kind of sucks being like, yeah, I guess we're just brushing our teeth again with, 
little travel toothbrush, but whatever. Fuck it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But I think we'll wrap this up. Uh, these were just, you know, three top five lists of things you could do, things you could learn, ideas. Just as quarantine drags on, it feels like there's, you know, only so much binge watching and so many other things you can do. So just practice some things with your left hand, you know, watch some different shows, go outside for a little bit, maybe try to disc golf, get some fresh air. Don't just sit inside all day. But, you know, keep the social distancing, stop this spread so that hopefully we can be outside, you know, back in bars, hanging out, doing whatever within the next few weeks. Real world do be kind of sounding nice right now instead of just locked up in their goddamn houses the whole time. Does anybody have anything else to add? All I got. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. I appreciate Matt coming on. Matt, this was quality information, uh, quality content. Yeah. Star started gut. Star started guest. You know what? We need to have. Mm, you know what? I'm gonna put the brakes on that. We'll wait for the next time. Next guest. We'll start getting guests wrapped up. We're gonna poll our fans, see who the best guest was. Ooh. I think that's gonna be. I think that'd be interesting. I think that'd be very interesting. No, I think it would be good. All right, cool. But this is a little bonus episode. Give you guys something to do. I'll probably see you again next Tuesday with just kind of more of a normal episode. But until then, just take some of these tips, learn how to juggle, read a book, just do basic things, try to better yourself while you're stuck at home. Wash your damn hands, people. Wash your hands. That's the number one thing from all three of us is wash your hands. (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right. We'll see you guys next week. See you all.